You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, June 3rd. 2019 it's episode 366 my name is rob jason is here as well good evening sir jason we have to pause we have to we're gonna have to stop right now okay and pause because uh this was to be the end of the year of pablo oh so and you want me to go get the beer i think we need to, to yeah oh i mean the last soda the last soda <laughs> Spoiler alert! I just remembered. Yeah, so I, I think I, I think I think okay. we'll have a little cut are these here. Glasses. I feel like these glasses are not clean. Probably are not. Uh, no, uh, mine's no. definitely not decidedly clean. not clean. Yes, yeah, super unclean okay. as okay. it would turn. I'm gonna out. go get new glasses. Okay, I'll be right back. That's easier. All right. And I'll just. Uh, just I don't think you should cut. I think you should just drum. You, th- you think I should just yeah. keep? I, I should stretch. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stretch here, ladies and germs. How are you doing today? Hey, gang. Uh, let me tell you here. I'm uh, I'm uh, looking forward to a little adventure I've got coming up. I, uh, 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 I my wife and I have booked a trip to Iceland this year. Uh, it's our 10 year anniversary. We're, we're this year, so so this fall we're going to Iceland. I'm really excited about it. We're gonna go for a week. And, uh, uh, and you know, and I was wondering, I don't know what the game, uh, gaming scene is like in Iceland and we're going to spend several days in, uh, Reykjavik. Come to think of it, I'm not sure if it's Reykjavik or Reykjavik. I, and I'm not sure what the proper pronunciation of that is, but anyway, that's, that's, I, I am actually working on, um, trying to get my pronunciations worked out. Uh, I, I like to try and do that. I, I, I pride myself on, on being able to pronounce stuff pretty well in general and and Icelandic is a is a language I'm not interfaced with in any stretch. So anyway, um if uh if builders out there if anybody knows uh what the 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 tabletop gaming scene is like in Iceland or if there are any shops that I should check out while we're there, I would uh I would love to hear your suggestions. In fact, if we have any Icelandic builders, hey, send us a message. Maybe we can uh, hook up over there some evening and uh, and have a beer and uh, uh play a game somewhere in in Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykjavik. I, I don't think that's right. No, that was a joke. Okay. I was pretending that I was a stupid American and I thought that Swedish people were from Iceland. Oh, no, oh yeah, we go to we go to the Iceland. That's so it was more German. Spot on, Jason. You're you're <laughs> the Bergen, Bergen. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> to be fair. And this is no diss against the Icelandic people because I really want to go to Iceland, but uh-huh. uh, um Thinking of how the Swedish chef talks, uh-huh. that is the way you spell that stuff, is kind of how things are spelled in Iceland <laughs> when you're looking at them as American, like, what does it's, that say? It's tough. The, the, the spellings, there's a lot of continent, consonants in those words. No, no continents. No continents. It's, it's an island, Rob. Consonants. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm pretty stoked about it. We're, we're looking forward to the trip. Yep, that is one we're definitely going to hit up at some point. Yeah. We've been talking about that for years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you got the smaller cup. So. I think I did get the smaller cup. That's okay. I got to drive home. <laughs> it's, it's a can of beer that's like 12 ounces, Rob. <laughs> if that. It's one of these weird mini cans that they have oh. everywhere down there. All right. So I got to read the thing here before we try it. Uh, and then uh, let's see. This is from Pablo the Year Pablo. He says, at last, we have a large thin can, which, surprise, surprise, it's not a soda. What? It's, it's a craft beer. 
The brand is called. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let's try this to here. Uh, uh, Tupaniquim. 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 I, I agree with that. It's probably not right, but that not sure what it looks yeah. like. And it is from the south of Brazil. This particular one is a wheat beer brewed with passion fruit, so it is quite refreshing and with a strong fruity flavor. And it looks like the 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 name of the beer, either the name of the beer or the brewery, is uh-huh. Tupaniquim the name of the beer? Then the name of the brewery, I believe, is Weiss Maracuja. Mara, Maracuja. Maracuja. Yeah, Massey? Yeah, see? Oh, it's huge letters on the other side, actually. Vice, uh, yeah. Vi- it could uh, be, vi- oh, is it a, is it a half a Weissen? No, it's a wheat beer. Okay. Well, it was, because I saw the, the Weiss, so yeah. I thought maybe that was, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's, Weiss would be a, a W-E-I, so I think is a German word, but. Yes, um, it is. Well, actually. yeah, right. I, I Anyway, whatever. Also the last name of Harry Houdini. Oh, really? His last yeah. name was Weiss? Yeah, his name was Eric Weiss. I didn't know that. True story. All right, I believe you. All right, good. let's see. Maybe I made it up. It smells good. It smells like a, a nice. It smells like wheat. Light wheat beer. Hmm. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's light. It is very light. It almost has a fruity taste, but I maybe just be expecting that since everything else was so fruity. Yeah, no, it's but it's very a very mild fruitiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's good. Yeah, we like it. Nope. It's very good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now you it's very it good. We you, think it's a pretty good. Eh? You found it. it. Took you a minute, but ah, you found it. Geez. It always does. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so anyway. Okay. All right. Crisis averted. Here, Jason. Here is to the year, Pablo. Here is to the year, Pablo. Here is to Pablo Schulman. Thank you, sir. We have enjoyed all of your beverages, and we appreciate yes. it so much. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Remember, builders. Next year, uh, 2020, is a year up for grabs. Up for grabs. You know, you right. want to uh, have us talk about? Uh, have me. Sorry, Rob. Have <laughs> me talk about. Uh, I'm much more easily bribed than Rob is. So, oh yeah, he's yeah. a pushover. Yeah, total pushover. Push, yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you again, Pablo. We have enjoyed this very much. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, how you doing, man? It's been a little while since we've chatted. It has been. Yeah, what's new? I don't think anything is new. Um, no. Okay. We saw all the movies. Caught we up saw all the stuff. I got to tell you, though, I'm really... So there's two movies coming out here that I'm like super stoked about. Oh, what are they? Number one is the new Godzilla movie. Okay, yeah. That looks like complete and total insane yeah, stupidity, yeah. and I love everything I've seen about the tr- about it from the trailers. Doesn't super excite me. Oh, I think it looks great. The other one is Brightburn. Have you seen that? So that sounds really interesting. It's basically yeah. the Superman story if Superman turned out to be the bad guy. Right. Right? I mean, that's yeah. basically what the trailer says. Yeah. And also had a bug face, maybe. Yeah, some... Yeah. That, like, that That mask yeah. is super yeah. effed up. Yeah. It's great. I don't like it. It's great. So I'm, I'm excited about seeing those. I, realistically, I won't see either one in the theater, I'm sure. I'll wait for video. And I think I've already missed the new John Wick movie. Uh, I think that's already gone from theaters at this point. But yeah, so those three are going to be must rents for me when they hit uh, hit the streaming scene. Did you ever watch? Mm, probably not. The House of Cards last season. I did not. Okay. Yeah, did we're you? on the second episode. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, I heard it was not as good. So far, decidedly no. Yeah. No, not even a little bit. Um, uh, the way that they handle um. I, this is public knowledge. So the way they handle the removal of Kevin Spacey is mm-hmm. is, is pretty um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's Br- it's great, but like uh, ruthless. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, like, well, they do like a recap, like a five minute recap or something. Mm. He's in like three shots. Like they purposely cut him. Oh wow! Um, it's fantastic. I mean, cause screw that guy. But uh, yeah. uh, anyways, um, yeah. So so far, the new season is just. I I don't know. Mm. I can't put my finger on it, but I to be fair, to be fair, by uh, the end of the last season, I really wasn't jazzed about it anymore. The like, I still argue that that show would have been the perfect show uh-huh. if it had been one season. Like that the end first of that season, first season yeah. Like the first season ends, he's got what he wants, he knocks his ring, and like boom, it's Fun. over. Yeah. Like that would Done. like if you haven't watched the show yet, mm-hmm. I strongly encourage you to watch the first season. And then stop. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. Yeah, that first season really is a perfect season of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's phenomenal. It, it and, just goes to show how hard that is to sustain, though. Yeah, right. right. And and several of the follow, following uh, seasons were really good, too. I don't want to say the rest of the show was terrible, right? Right. Um, it just, it, it nothing that came after was as good as that first season. No. Yeah. Not a, even a little bit. Yeah. So, but, but it was, I, so it was all still good television. Again, haven't seen the last season. Um, it's a shame that it ended the way it did, but I'm glad that they didn't try and, I don't know. I, I'm glad yeah, they were just yeah. honest about it and said, yeah, this guy, we're done with this guy. Yep. Yeah. Also, um, Deadwood is back. Yeah. See, man, I don't know how to feel about that. Well, so here's the thing. I was actually reading about, um, the story, uh, it's been like 15 years, 10 years but the, in the, it's going to be 10 years. It, they yeah. will skip 10 years ahead to but, when, um, Dakota territories are becoming states. Okay. So they actually picked a cool spot in the history. Yes. Um, all the characters would still be there. Um, Cause yeah. a lot of the characters are historic characters I, as an audience. though, yeah, and I know that as a viewer who, who enjoyed the show like crazy until the last episode where it just basically unzipped its fly and peed all over my face. So here's why it did that though, uh-huh. because HBO canceled it and said, listen guys, we're really sorry we're going to cancel. We're going to give you two movies to quick finish this up within a year. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. Yeah. So they basically screwed over the whole cast and everyone and us, the viewers. But now, because pilot, like reboots and stuff have become exciting, mm-hmm. right? Now they're like, oh, hey, we're going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. So I, I just don't care about those characters anymore. I, I guess I look at it for David Milch, the guy who wrote it all and created everything. And for the actors who told the story, like... To me, it's it's justice for them because they get to finish this really cool story. Sure. Because the story was really good. Yeah. Um, and here's here's a fact that makes me believe that it's going to be good or at least good enough. Mm. Every single living character, like living actor from that show, came back. Came back. Okay. Like even ones whose careers have done really well since then, they all came back. Yeah. Um. The only two that aren't back are Powers Booth, who died, unfortunately, which sure. is too bad because actually his character was really interesting. Um, and uh, there was that old guy. I don't even remember. His name is Ralph something, I think, in real life, or Richard something. But he passed away, but he was really old. He was the old guy who worshipped the um, the the uh, deer horns on the wall at the, at the <laughs> motel. I remember yeah. that. He was, like, he, was like a, he was a guy who helped out E.B. Farnham at the motel. And like he was really dumb and he'd be like holding up his deer horns like the other deer horns. It was the weirdest thing. I don't remember that at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. so those are the only two back. Everyone else is back, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, um, that's, that's great. It'd be interesting to see some people in it 
since their careers have changed. Like like Timothy Oliphant basically just always plays a Western sheriff, no matter what he's role he's been in. playing the same character yeah. his whole career. But, but I love when his, he played Hitman. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I love his character, so it's okay. He's good um, at that one character. Yeah. Um. The uh. But uh. Uh. Anna. I can't remember her name. Um, Anna Gunn, uh, who played Skyler, uh, um, White. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. From uh, no, from uh, Breaking Bad. She oh, was his wife. That's right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so she's back. So okay. Um, but they made everybody look old. Like they made everybody look like Timothy Oliphant's got like gray hair. It's like that is not him. Like he does not look like that. So he's what he's in that. He is sh- still in an incredibly. Uh, 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 incredibly handsome man is what he is. Oh well, no, I he's wasn't going to say that. I was not going to say that. But he's in that that zombie show or the cannibalism show. Oh, the Santa Clarita diet. Yeah, yeah. and he's got he's got great temples. And is that. that is that is that a good show? I don't know. I've seen oh, that. I've I seen pictures. It's funny. So I've heard things. I don't know. I've heard it's. Funny. I keep mixing that up with the other zombie show that's on on TV. What is that one? With the the coroner. Oh, uh, I Zombie. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. She because she eats the dead. Yeah, and then like takes and then it, like takes on their um and then attributes solves their murders yeah she eats a piece of their brain and then takes on their attributes and then solves their murder i mean you you have to give credit that's a pretty interesting setup for a show right i mean it's like quantum leap a little bit right it's got um i don't know the main actress she i've heard really good things about her but uh the uh it's got David Anders in it, who I love. He was you never watched Alias, did you? Mm-mm. No, he was like the best villain ever on that show. Um, but anyways, yeah. Okay. So, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we're watching that right now. Are you? And it's so good. It's so good. I told you, Brooklyn Nine Nine is the best. At the end of every episode. Either me or Christine goes. Oh God, this show's so good. Right? Every time, every time. I mean, it's not even a right. joke now. Right. It, it's it's like I f- expect it to become a joke, but every time it's completely genuine yeah. from one or I one know. or the other of us. Have you? Um... <laughs> I think we're in the end of season two right oh, so now. So you've went through a Halloween episode. Then we've been through two Halloween episodes. I think two. I think we've been through two. Yeah, the Halloween episodes are, are they're good. Yeah, extra good. Yeah. So yeah, they only get better. Yeah. All of the characters on that show are just like so... Every single one of them is excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we should talk about some game crap, huh? Because that's... I could talk this... about Brooklyn Nine-Nine for hours. Oh, man. I... Yeah. So, Steph and I have this thing where we accidentally, like, we, like, will type cool to each other or, yeah. like, cool, 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 right? Yeah. That's, like, our thing now. Like, if something's <laughs> awkward, it's just like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but inevitably, one of us will type cook instead of cool. Like, it'll be cool, cool, cook or cook, cook, cool. Steph found... <laughs> Steph found a meme of Andy Samberg, like as Jake, saying "cool, cool, cool," but it's got "cook, cook, cook, cook" underneath it. And so, like, she just randomly sent that to each other, and I laugh it's out good. loud every time. It's good. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all yeah. right. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Game wise, what's the? Uh, uh, um, I told you this yesterday, or last time we recorded, but I, I didn't have a chance to say it out loud to the to the builders. Uh, I sat down and I played um, Fallen Treasures with my niece. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me six and a half, just almost six and a half. And um, and I and I realized, and I guess this is a thing. You can probably tell me, but this is I think this is a thing that there there's a point when children are all about brands, 
right? And all about like franchises and characters and yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, that right? changes when you're an adult, for sure. Yeah. You know, I know. I mean, it's Marvel, just a kid's Disney, thing. Disney, right? Um, you know, Star um, Wars, whatever. But like it's we, Disney. we played it. We played it and, and, it seemed like, and she got it. She understood what was going on, and that was great. I was really happy about that. She seemed to have fun. But we finished. We got to the end of the game, and she said, "Is the game done now, or is it over?" And I said, "Yep, yeah, that's it." Did you have fun? She said, "Yeah." Now we can play Shopkins. Oh, Shopkins! And she has a Shopkins memory game. I am super lucky that my daughter is not into Shopkins. You are so lucky, Jason. Neither is my son. They're both into Paw Patrol. Okay, um, I, f- I feel like yeah. Paw Patrol at least might have some redeeming qualities, where Shopkins is pure consumerism, targeted children. Paw Patrol teaches the kids a lot of really good. Pretty much everything on Nick Jr. now is targeted uh-huh. towards like teaching kids stuff. Like Blaze is like is this monster machine? He's like a big um, um, and selling uh, merchandise. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, no. 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 Yeah. Everything they do is geared around selling merchandise. But like Blaze, like teaches the kids physics. Like no lie. Mm-hmm. Like That's he sings cool. songs. He's like this song is about I don't remember. Inertia, inertia. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear They don't sing that one. Where hydrogen is built into helium. (sighs) Did you see that? At a temperature of millions of degrees. Did you see the new Bill Nye thing? No. uh -uh. Oh, my God. Okay. Between episodes, I have to show that to you. Okay. It's the greatest thing ever. Good. It's so great. Okay. Uh, um, If you guys haven't had a chance, look up Bill Nye talking Mm -hmm. about global warming. Bill Nye, Global Warming, got it. And I think he was on uh, This Week Tonight with John Oliver. Okay. And it's it's perfection. It's good. So, All right, yeah. good. Anyways, okay. Anyway. So games, I have not played a lot of games. I've worked uh-huh. on a lot of games. Sure, that's good uh, news. Been, I've mostly been prepping for this weekend. So Neil and I is playing for this weekend. Can I talk about that? Please do. This, oh. This is going up. Our episode is going up. You guys will be... We'll be done. Yeah, we'll be, be done. Back. Okay. Um, And then in two weeks, in two weeks... Uh-huh. Um, if so, I didn't tell you this, but I don't think you'll care. Neil and I are going to record an episode over the weekend, mm. at, part at the beginning, mm-hmm. to talk about this is what we're doing, yeah. and then part at the end to talk about this is how we did, yeah. and then maybe some stuff in between that we might put up as bonus episodes. Okay. Um, but the uh, uh, the the main idea is we're going to do an episode, so you don't Great. have to do that episode. Okay. Uh, I thought the builders should get some real insight into what we're doing, mm-hmm. So and then after that will be Origins. Right, so that's the following weekend, so right? So we get to skip like two weeks of recording. What, what? That's cool. So, so yeah. yeah, I'm actually going to be in Las Vegas this weekend. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be editing. Oh, yeah, you guys are doing that quick Vegas trip. You talked yeah, about that. Yeah, right, yeah. So I'll be editing this show probably tomorrow and sending it to you right early. soon. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, so so that's your plan. Was there more you wanted to say about your, um, so, about so your we, romantic weekend with Neil? Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. We found like a nice restaurant and coffee shop. Good, yeah. There's a place called Jimmy's Coconut Shack uh-huh. or something like that. You guys like going to wear or? matching ties out yeah. that night? Yeah. yeah. I don't wear ties unless I have to. Well. Like, <laughs> I did a speaking engagement for a big I mean, group of people, and you know what I wore? Not a tie. I wore Jason, a blazer. But if, if you're, I mean, if you're going to go out for a romantic dinner with your sweetheart like that Why you should probably wear, wear a tie you should wear a tie i don't feel like i have to wear a tie look show show him that you appreciate him okay he knows how much i appreciate him <laughs> so this airbnb we're staying in yeah um i don't know if he noticed this or not but i'm scrolling through and it's like at the, it, it, the place is beautiful it's like tons of good ratings does that have a heart-shaped hot tub is that what you're it does not say? have a heart-shaped <laughs> hot tub but no i get to the last part and it says other notes this is a vegetarian household Meat meals, something like that, cannot be prepared ah. on the stove. Oops. So it's like, well, I mean, whatever. We're probably going to go out to eat because we're, we're trying to spend our time designing, right? Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, so it's like, okay, well, that's okay. So no meat in the house, right? 
false. You may cook meat on the grill, store unprepared and prepared meat in the refrigerator. Okay. So I'm just a little confused at what the difference is. Uh, so the difference is is that um, the cookware cookware and things might not get hot enough for a long enough period of time to kill all the animal proteins and things that get left on the cookware. So, but if that were the case, then why not just say, if you plan on preparing meat, you must bring your own cookware. Uh, it could also, you know, you know, smells from that could also get That's into fair. the but curtains I, and things. Right, but I just figured if that was the case, Fats. they would get into the refrigerator and stuff. So well, I would have just kind of surprised sealed. it wasn't like a blanket, no meat in the yeah. house, right? No, I, I have a friend who's a vegetarian and her family is not. And she has two sets of cookware, the one that she cooks her meals with and the one that she cooks or that her family cooks their food with. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, so her husband and their kids eat your, meat. Your wife doesn't do that stuff though, right? No, she isn't. She's not picky like that. Okay. She, she'll, yeah. she'll like eat bacon in something or like when my dad smokes a pork butt or something, she'll, she'll have a little bit of that. She just. I do yeah. know. Cause the one time I was like, I think there's bacon in this mac and cheese. And she's like, that's not going to kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean a pig, but you know. Um, but the pig's already dead yeah. anyway. She doesn't care. No, she I doesn't know. care. She doesn't eat meat because she doesn't like <laughs> she meat. She doesn't like yeah, meat. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, but she does like bacon sometimes because sometimes. she's not stupid. Right. Because bacon no is No offense delicious. to vegetarians who don't like bacon. It's no. okay. But bacon's delicious. Yeah. Anyways, right. so that was that. Okay. So now we should talk about other stuff. Yeah. Origins. Origins. We're going to talk about for a bit. Right. And then we're going to do this really cool thing for a game pitch. You guys are going to want to stick around. It's going to be great. Don't leave. Um... We'll see. <laughs> Rob had a cool idea. It's at least a good idea. We'll see if we pull it off. <laughs> it's very well intentioned. Yeah. Okay. So origins. We're yeah. going to talk a bit about origins, perhaps. Right. Um, you're basically lazy doing nothing. Uh, right. I'm going to go to origins just to hang out with people right, and play right. a bunch of games and have a good time. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be a super like zero pressure trip for me, and I'm really stoked about that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so so yeah. that's literally your plan is to go there, eat some food at the, uh, get some, uh, what are those, the the, the Polish place, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That place is so good. Yeah, unless you're uh, um, uh, Chris Zinsley and uh, Julio and I found a really good pizza place nearby, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. Yeah, it was good. Well, we took an Uber to get there. So it was, I mean, it wasn't like right there, but it was, it was close. I mean. So we're staying out by the airport. We basically yeah. have to take Ubers everywhere. Right. Because it's cheaper and because we didn't book a hotel until like last week. Yeah, like the week and so, a half ago. So we're, <laughs> we're sharing a hotel with Katarski and uh, Mr. X. Mr. X. We're not sure who Mr. X is yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> you um, and I get the beds though. <laughs> uh, unless you, can you have... Do you have an air mattress you can bring? I do, yeah. Bring an air mattress. Okay. I can try that out before Gen Con. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be on an air mattress at Gen Con too. No, I'll sleep on a... Because he, he's always fine with sharing a bed with someone. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Me not wanting to share a bed with a dude uh, has nothing to do with uh, with me like... Being homophobic? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was afraid to say, <laughs> didn't say that. But, like, I just don't like sharing beds with people. My wife either. and I have a king-size bed because we enjoy sleeping on opposite sides of said king-size sure. bed. Because we need our space when we're sleeping. You know what no, I mean? No, in some way. We, my um, wife and I have separate blankets that we yeah. use in bed. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's a new level. Yeah, That's no. That's impressive. It's hardcore, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. She doesn't steal my blanket. I don't steal hers. That's and we fair. both yeah. like it that way. With the king size, it's hard to really steal uh-huh. blankets because they're so big. But yeah. That's um, European style, yeah. by the way. Oh, it's, okay. It's a thing. Interesting. Apparently, Ikea is trying to push for that in the US so they can start selling um, more blankets. So they can sell like, you know, like single size comforters, two for every queen and king size bed that's purchased, okay. right? Because it doubles yeah. their profit. So they're pushing that anyway. We started that because she got a weighted blanket and I, I didn't want to deal with that. Right, so, right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, basically, yeah. Um, so 
Anyways, I don't like sharing beds with people. So, and uh, that said, I wouldn't want to share a bed with a woman either. So, I'm, just to be clear, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said dude, okay. but I you, you went you went in depth on that. I think it was it was depth not needed, but that's fine. I just didn't want to sound like I, I just good, want dude. people to not think because I know a lot of people are cool with it, but I don't don't touch me. I'm sleeping. Yeah, no, I agree. Anyways, with you. so great. I don't know some builders might not. I like to explain myself. Okay. All right. So origins. This is my plan for origins. Uh, I'm going to be working for Katarski a bit. Um, just because I like helping him out and he's a good pal and he's going to give me a badge. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it all works There's out. That. Oh, um, God, I should get a badge. <laughs> I haven't done that You're going to have to wait in line oh, for a badge. Oh, man, so. is it too late? Is it too late to get you a badge should, online? You should, you should ask our friend if you could buy a badge from him and then he could probably not have to wait in line for it. Because hey. I'm not waiting in line with you. Cause... No, no, no. <laughs> Don't, no. I'll be there for four days. I can wait in line. Sweet. Have fun with that. Yeah. You say that now, but you're going to spend two of them in line so. Dang, man, that's... Oh, I should have planned ahead. Yeah. I did not plan ahead, Jason. So anyways, uh, after that, uh, other than that, uh, Neil and I are going to be working on a lot of stuff, doing yeah. some playtesting. I have three pitches set up right now for Origins. Cool. Uh, four. Four pitches. Wow. Um, yeah. And then post-Origins, we actually have another pitch set up um, uh, for a different game uh, that's not complete yet. So... <laughs> It's a long story. Okay. Uh, and that, that game we're going to be double pitching. It's, it's yeah, it's confusing. I probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, anyway, so. Okay, we'll move we've on. We've got then. this other game we're going to pitch, um, and we couldn't set it up. We wanted to set it up for Origins because it would be ready by then. Yeah. You'll probably see it at Origins. We're going to be playtesting the crap out of it. Sure. Um, and I can tell you all about what it is and it's why fine. I can't talk about it. But um, but anyway, so I'm stoked about that. Mm-hmm. And then. Can you tell us uh, about the other games that you are pitching? Yeah, so the main game we're going to be pitching is Compulsed. Yeah, okay. Um, so the plan, so we have two, three official pitches set up for Compulsed. Another one is the company. I basically pitched it to a company and said, "You're not going to want this, but I want to show it to you anyways." Yeah. I said, "You're not going to want this, but I want to tell you about it." Yeah. And they said, "I don't want this, but I really want to play it. Can you can you still bring it and pitch it to me so we okay. can see it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." That's so, cool. Um, but then we, uh, three coronations is going to be the one we're really going to try and bank through testing. Neil actually okay. was able to score an unpub table uh, for two slots. Nice. Uh, so that'll be great because yeah. we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to do some real good unpub testing. Hopefully, unpub's in a good spot again this year. Yeah, it was in so. a great spot last year. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I stopped there for a while. Right. So the hope is to get a bunch of play testing done with three coronations. Uh, we'll have to draft you to play it because um, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think it's a game that'll be right up your alley. It's it's kind of like lightweight euro-ish like level wise i'm sure it's not actually a euro don't tell me it's not but um it's not trick-taking i'm sure of that (laughs) (laughs) okay better not be right (laughs) Uh, but it's it's like a lightweight euro it it feels like about your weight for a game to where you design yeah Um, so i think you'll enjoy it and you'll have some good feedback on it even if you don't okay um so that's gonna be our big push to test uh we may well then we'll probably be testing this other game uh the other game is is a very small game uh, right now it's coming in at 12 cards so oh wow yeah so cool. 12 cards and then some some tricky scorekeeping metrics uh, tricky scorekeeping components we came up with yeah um so that one we want to get some real testing into that one's really easy to teach and play mm-hmm. um and then yeah yeah okay that's cool. that's our big thing we may have something else to play test but if we do it'll be rough it really mm-hmm. depends on how much we get through this weekend sure uh with the design stuff but this is this is exciting for me because I really want to like get some real good pitches and I, I 
I'll be disappointed if we don't get any bites on Compulse before the end of the weekend. True. Like, um, because it's 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 a really good game. I think it is. And yeah, I agree. Um, and it's just uh, it's the type of game that I just really want to see get out there. So I'm hoping we get a bite or two on that uh, before the end of the con. Good. Yeah. This is a lot of pitching for you, man. You don't usually it schedule is. stuff, and I, I do not. This yeah. is all thanks to Neil, I'm guessing. So. I scheduled all the pitches. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So well, here's the thing. Here, yeah. So here's here's the thing we should talk about for a second sure, here. Please. So when I um like normally when I've got a game to pitch, I'm super sheepish about emailing people and bothering them. Like, hey, yeah. do you want to try my game? Like, I don't know. But then with this game, this is what's so funny about this game. This game is incredibly personal, right? To my life and like this problem I have with mental health. But I feel really bold in pitching it to people. Like, mm. hey, check this idea out. And I think two things because of that. One, because it's empowering to own it, right? To just sure. say, this is a personal thing for me, and I think it's going to help people, and I, I want to see you play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, having a co-designer also say, I know this is good. Like, we got this. This yeah. game is good. Somehow makes me feel... Gives not, you more confidence. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, sure. You know, and... Um, and Neil is very good at being objective. So like if the game, if Neil felt like the game was bad, he would be like, this is bad. But mm-hmm. he sent me a message. He's like, I just played this game with four people this weekend. Wow, this game is really good. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm really proud of where this good. game has, you know, gotten to. So good. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going to be at for Origins. Lots of pitching. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of pitching. Um, there's also some people that I want to try and meet who I haven't met before um, or officially meet. Uh Yeah. I I'd like to officially meet uh, one of the contestants of the IDC, who I'm not going to tell you who it is because I'm a jerk like that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We still haven't announced that. We, we're going to wait. We are. Uh, I'm attempting to schedule uh, the Builder Judge to get them on the show. Oh good. Um, and hey Builder Judge, if I haven't called you yet, <laughs> feel free to email me yeah. and say, hey jerk, <laughs> set this up with me. I very well may have not because it'll be this weekend. Right. Uh, so. Uh, so if you hear this, yeah, send me a message. I want to get them on to announce, and then uh, I want to uh, see if we can get each of the contestants on to announce those two. So, okay. right on. See so you looking at your watch because you're saying it's time to pitch this game. Well, I just want to make sure we're being mindful of time. Right. Is, is there other work you need to do for Origins or stuff you're planning to do while at Origins? Um. Oh, so one of the other games Neil and I are going to take a peek at this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil really pushed and pushed and pushed and was like. You need to get the arena game ready to go. I'm being, he was pretty nice about it. I mean, it's Neil. He was like, hey, get the arena game ready to go. Mm-hmm. Dick face. That's how Neil talks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Right. Uh, but anyway, so I did. So I actually I need to make the prototype, but I've finished the rules. I've finished four decks of cards Great. with all the abilities and stuff. It might be terrible, but it's ready to play test. Sure. So him and I are going to do a few play tests of that this weekend. Uh, it should play pretty quick, it should break pretty easy. <laughs> is my guess yeah and then i'll have to do a bunch of work uh but that's another one where i said hey i feel like this game is in a good like this game is a great idea but i need some help refining and and stuff and neil is really good at that sort of thing so um so i'm hoping that i'll be able to show that off to a few people at origins as well yeah that probably i won't do that at the unpub table it'll just because it's just a two-player game sure so i'll just find some people who i can randomly grab and say hey try this out Mm -hmm. so very good that's what i got all right yeah, and we're going to drive down on Thursday morning. So we'll be there, what, midday Thursday, more or less. Mm-hmm. We need to work out specifics, but we got a little bit of time for that. I'm good to leave anytime after 8.30 on Thursday morning. Anytime after 8.30 on Thursday morning. I yeah. don't want to leave that. Well, maybe I do want to leave that early. We could leave at 9. Yeah, that might actually be a good idea. So, Well, anyway, 
Are you driving or am I driving? Uh, I don't really care. You probably want to drive. Okay. You got that new car. We should drive that if you can. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going to get way better gallons mileage than my big SUV is. Oh, I thought you'd take your Honda. No, you no. don't want to ride all the way down. I guess it's just the two of us, yeah. so we could that big do deal. that. Yeah. yeah, we could do I, I that. I don't know. I, anyway, either way is fine. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, our topic tonight, um, I, I had an idea. I, I was. Um, it's real good. I was talking to somebody uh, at work the other day, well, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she meant, so this was their idea. Uh, well, so so she mentioned that she had heard about this thing called the Royal Game of Ur or Ur U R. Okay, and uh, uh, and I had not heard of that before. And she and so I uh-huh. looked up in, on Board Game Geek. It is it is an ancient game. It it is a game um, where where archaeologists had kind of found it in excavations and things, and and for a very long time. Uh, they didn't. They found a game board and you know game pieces and things in there, but for a long time they didn't know how the game worked or how to play. And then I think it was sometime in the 1930s somebody translated a cuneiform, cuneiform, however it's pronounced, tablet. I think it's cuneiform. Yeah, uh, that that turned out to be the rules for this game. And the actual game na- name of the game um, is unknown. They call it the Royal Game of Ur because it was exca- first excavated and discovered in the cemetery in the city of Ur or something. Anyway. It's like one, well, I guess if it was on a cuneiform tablet. Then it was popular. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they found, they found copies of the game board, uh, uh, like carved into stones and in, in Roman ruins and, and in Egypt and all kinds of crazy stuff. So it really is an ancient game. Anyway. So that, that prototype back then would suck. It'd be, it'd be rough. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, that that uh, just out of curiosity, then this past weekend, I was poking around in Wikipedia as you do, and I found uh, uh, some other some other ancient games, and and you know, and you think of things like chess and checkers and backgammon are also ancient games, but they've been played continuously through through human history, and I'm sure the rules have changed dramatically over the time, but um, but there there were some other games uh, that that I found here that I thought were really really interesting, so. Um, so, uh, uh, what did I say? Royal Game of Ur is yeah. one that that they have kind of assembled what they think are actual rules for it. Another one is Nine Men's Morris, uh, which I guess sometimes is called Mill or the Mill or something like that. Okay, that's another one that they've seen seen game boards of that uh, uh, recreated or in you know evidence of those in medieval castles in in the United Kingdom and in Egyptian ruins and in Roman ruins all over the place right mm-hmm. and that that one they more or less are pretty sure how to play um uh two egyptian games are one is senate s e n e t mm-hmm. which is you know there are hieroglyphics paintings on on uh, um uh in tombs egyptian tombs of people playing that game which is super cool um and that's they they kind of sort of know how to play that but it's not 100% sure but uh, the one that really caught my eye is called is it's i think it's pronounced mehen m e h e n and that one they really have no idea how that game played mm-hmm. P- completely clueless and all they found is they found uh, game boards and and there are a lot of the examples are wicked cool right yeah there's a lot of examples of these boards and then uh, some of them seem to have different game pieces with with them um, I could read through this. I encourage you guys just to go to Wikipedia and look this stuff up on your own. Yeah, it's M E H E N. Yeah, game, right? Um, so the game board itself is is a representation of a coiled snake, 
And the um, name is actually after a snake deity. Exactly right. Yeah, an Egyptian snake deity. And uh, so it's a snake coiled up, and the, the head is in the center of the coil, and mm-hmm. the tail's at the end. Uh, and, you know, like we'll say that it's coiled up like three rows, three three full circles deep, mm-hmm. more or less. And uh, and the body of the snake uh, has is made up of rectangular spaces that seem to be spaces, theoretically, they, they're guessing that you could move pieces on. Um, well, they found pieces. And they found pieces yeah. with it. And one of the things that I wanted to, to read here from the Wikipedia entry, it says, objects associated with the board may or may not be playing pieces. From archaeological evidence, the game seemed to have been played with lion or lioness-shaped pieces in sets of three or as many as six and a few small spheres, like marbles or balls or something. And that's really all they know about it. Wow. Um, and I thought it would be cool. Oh, and, the, and, the, and it also says it, it's key key to note that the number of spaces on the snake's body changes with every example of, of a game board that they found anywhere. So that they're not sure that it's necessary you're moving pieces on, on those because the number of squares doesn't necessarily seem to be integral to the way the game plays. That also could mean that it's a score tracker. It, it could be that. It could be uh, that... that different people who make their own boards like longer game or shorter game or whatever. Right. It's all the different ways you could approach that. Um, so I thought it would be cool to kind of think about that and brainstorm, you know, what we might do with that setup. That's kind of what we do, right? It's one of our mm-hmm. pitch challenges is what kind of game could we make with that? And we could certainly add pieces to that, I think, or add other components to that. But, you know, utilizing that, that coiled snake board, game board with, with spaces on it and a lot of spaces based on the picture on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a, a lot. And there was, uh, you said a few marbles and then and three it, sets of lions. Uh, yeah, it's, it said uh, anywhere from three to six pieces is what it looked like. But again, we maybe some pieces were lost. We could adjust that, I think. Um, so, it, but, but yeah, they think lions are lionesses, but that's kind of hard to say. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, Egyptians were into cats, right? So we could stick with that theme. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about like what you were doing with the marbles and the pieces. Did they do dexterity games way back then? Was that like a thing? Well, sure, there were dice. Yeah. No, dexterity, Rob, not like rolling dice. Like, oh, okay. Like, were the marbles attempting to do something like hmm. hit something or. Well, that's possible. You could hit, you maybe knock over the lions. Um,. I was one of the things that occurred to me is that is that knowing that it's got three full coils that seem to be equidistant, you know, like where the head enters the center is is in line with where the tail ends on the outside row. Mm-hmm. So you could almost think of it as you're moving in and out of this of the circle, you know, different different levels almost. Oh yeah. Might yeah. Mm-hmm. might be an option there. Uh and you could either you could be think about jumping a piece either uh across rows or moving it around the, the spiral right, right. potentially. Um, that might be a way to do that. I was thinking too that if it was, say, it was a game where you were trying to make it to a certain spot, having three could be a thing where you're moving one lion and you could move that lion again, or you need to move another one from behind and you're trying to, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. keep them together kind of but moving, leapfrogging in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Um, I think a lot of those, a lot of ancient games like that, like like um. Nine Men's Morris, uh, which a lot of people say was kind of a precursor to backgammon, are about about completing a circuit almost, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and and you know and uh, oh oh Go of course is also a classic right uh, a classic ancient game that people still play today right and that I that are, played that but 
uh, it's incredibly, it's one of those things that's simple mechanically and in mind bendingly complex when, right, you know, right. strategically anyway. Um, yeah. So like si- simple, simple mechanics where, where, um, things become more complex as you move pieces around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so simple, simple interface and simple to, to learn, I think would be an important feature there. Um, an opportunity for betting or wagering maybe might be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that's one of the things that I read about Senate is that they, they found uh, uh, copies of that game that appear to also have, uh, you know, uh, you know they, I think they said discs in black and white that were essentially poker chips. In, in, in theory, that's what the archaeologists right, right, are right. theorizing. The, uh, another interesting idea would be, let's say that uh, let's say the snake, the reason that the snake, size of the snake didn't matter, right? Is because this, like you said, a bigger board would just be a different play experience. But what if the the marbles were actually eggs, and okay. you were trying to with your lions or lionesses, right? Like I've got three lions, you have three lionesses, or whatever mm-hmm. X number, um, and we are actually trying to steal the eggs from the snake. Hmm. Um, like that actually makes sense to me, right? Because you're you're um, you've got these marble shaped things which very well could be eggs right mm-hmm. um and that does seem like something like big snake eggs or something that lions might eat easy meal sure yeah i can yeah, see that yeah so um just spitballing so so maybe the eggs are in the center of the coil or spread to different places of the coil right you know maybe okay. they're by the head but you're trying to move them to the tail maybe they're i i, 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 don't, mm-hmm. I don't know okay um I don't know in that case how you would mark which lion had or which lioness had the egg because unless there were spots carved into the top of them, which seems like they would have mentioned that like, yeah. And there don't seem to be in the, in the picture on Wikipedia anyway. Right. It seemed to be just sort of some, some generic pawn shapes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say bettering, betting and wagering is probably likely, right? That makes sense. mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. Okay. So, so we could think of it as like a race game, uh, where you're racing to get from one end to the other. You, we could see it as steal the eggs and get them out, escape around the spiral. Um, yeah, like everyone's against the snake, but also against each other. Yeah, I do like your leapfrogging idea. Um, or your your yeah, keep your move all your pieces to to the center. Um. Or maybe maybe you start at the head and work your way to the yeah, tail. Yeah, maybe you're trying to get away from Maybe them, that's you know? a better way to do it. I kind of like that. I feel like cats and snakes have never been fast friends. You know? Yeah, I kind of like that. That that feels kind of genuine to me. So that it so that it could be... Yeah. Get to the, get to the tail and escape the snake. Um, so, so that could be one of those things where, you know, when they're grouped together, they, uh, one piece can move faster. Um, but when they're spread out, all three of them can move, but they move slower. Or maybe um, vice versa. Or my sp- maybe keeping together keeps them safe, uh-huh. but moving them out lets them move away faster. Actually, logistically makes sense, right? Like the snake is less likely to attack all three of your lions if they're together, but more likely to, you know. Mm. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. It's hard because, like, if this was just like, here's a pitch challenge, 
and it was and we didn't know it was about ancient Egypt. It's like, hey, here's this board. Right. Like it would be a lot easier to mess around with those components and do this. But when you put in the uh when you put in the context of ancient Egypt, it makes yeah. it, you know, a little right. harder. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So so okay, so let's keep going with that. Okay, so yeah, when all when all of your lions are together, um then you cannot be attacked or it's harder to attack. It's harder to 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 hurt you. Um uh but they move slowly as a group. Maybe when three are together, they only, they can only move one space at a time. But you can move all three at the same time one space. But if you and if you have one alone, then he can move three spaces on his own. If you have two together, they can move two spaces as a pair. That makes sense. In in perhaps the whoever's closest to the snake head is most likely to get attacked. Yeah. So so let's say marbles. So we could maybe we each have matching colored marbles and that's sort of a life counter or something. Were the marbles the same color? It all didn't the same say color. It didn't say. Because if they were separate colors, it could be that you um, put them in a bag and draw them out. Oh, I like and that. One color means the snake attacks, and the other color means the snake doesn't. Okay. So how do you? How do you? So if you're in a group of three, you don't attack at all. You can't be attacked in a group right. of three. If you're in a group of two, um, how do you? How do you determine that? What the how the odds change? Could be adding marbles to the bag, for instance. So okay, so you, you dump know. the marbles out, and maybe there's only like six marbles in the bag, so it's easy to or sort them the, out. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's there could be as little as three marbles in the bag. That's true. Right? That's a good point. You know. Yeah. So, and if there's two, you leave all three in. But if there's one, you take out one of the safety marbles. Right. Or maybe you draw twice. Yeah. Then you can leave the marbles in, right? Okay. Actually, so. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot because then you, then your your bag also doubles as a carrying case for the for the pieces. Right. That seems practical and simple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you want to be the first player to get one of your get all of your lions get all of your lions well, out. Your surviving lions, right? All Seriously. Your, yeah. So so yeah. So you need to get. So there could be then. Uh, yeah. Huh. It could be that you know if your lion gets to the end, like if you if you lose a lion, maybe you uh, maybe you lose the game, right? I mean. They were ruthless in in Egypt. That might be that might be over very quickly. It could be what? Okay, let's say let's say um, so you've got three marbles in the bag. You've got two safety marbles and a in a in an attack marble. Mm-hmm. Okay, every time you draw an attack marble, one of your lions uh, dies. Okay, mm-hmm. but the remaining lions are going to be able to go faster. Right, but they're more likely to get attacked. Right. Okay. Then and. We could even maybe moving one, two, or three spaces is a little too short because there were a lot of spaces on that board, right? It might be more mm-hmm. like more like two, four, and six spaces, right? But every time, every time you reach in a bag, if you pull one of the safety marbles, then you get to go again. Maybe that's it. Oh, or so, you could choose whether or not you want to go again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's kind of a pressure luck thing a little bit. Right. Right. Egyptians like pressure luck. They do. It's a fact. I think you'd still have to I think you'd still have to draw even when you have when you move all three of your lions. So I think maybe there's four marbles in the bag. Sure. Yeah. So you draw yeah, you draw right. Leave them all in there when with when you're moving three, take one out when you're moving two, take another one out when you're moving well, one. Well, you don't have to take them out, just draw multiple times. 
So oh oh I see. It's you draw in reverse order. So three you draw one, two you draw two, one you draw three. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and for every time you do that, you get yeah. to move your pieces farther ahead. And then that could be that. That's wagering. You could wager on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of like that. All right. Yeah. Done. Done. Good because we're out of time. So we are out of time. All right. Um, there is your ancient game for you. We Done. figured it out. We figured it out. I hope that Mayhem we the Snake Deity is pleased. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, all right. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate yes. it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You can call your group voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland. I'm at poorly underscore designed. Like us on places. The website is buildinggamepodcast.com. Did I give the email? Buildinggamepodcast. You did. Okay, good. And um, we'll do more of this. We'll see you guys at Origins if you're going to be at Origins. Looking forward to that. Uh, so if you are going, coming to Origins, find us. We will be around. Tweet at us. Email us. All that good stuff. Uh, and we will see you. We will talk to you soon after uh in a week or so or wait so next week we're gonna be at origins you're gonna be putting up the episode with you and neil then i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll figure it out good night good night Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time... Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email.